We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Liu, the Warriors win on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to say it was a stress-free game, but I can't honestly say it was a stress-free game. But we'll take this is as close to a stress-free game on the road as we've gotten. You're welcome to the Pacific Catch Post Game Show. How you doing, my man? I am doing amazing. That was that not close to a stress-free game for the Warriors fan that's been a fan of the this season. That's a stress-free game. That was a blowout. The Warriors won by 30 pretty much. I wasn't worried coming into this game. I'll be honest with you, Sam. I wasn't actually worried uh, the second half of this game, even as they were choking that lead. So, yeah, hey, right away comment section. For Daniel Thompson's stress level about a 6.5 out of 10. I, I'll go around there. Around there, because watching the Warriors this season, this game had a different vibe to it down the stretch. It never felt like, oh my god, they look like they're they're out of control. They're not playing any defense. It it felt like okay, like things are kind of wobbly. OKC's at home, they're making some bullshit shots, and then the Warriors kind of picked it up and closed it out at the end. It felt good. It felt more like last year, mid-season, come out strong, mess around a little bit, but never lose control of it. And I want to just call out. The uh, the star of the show, the man who passed Wilt Chamberlain for most field goals made wow. as a Golden State Warrior, a one, Stephen Curry. Remember when Steph was slumping for, for a couple days there? The two games, you mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was about when he came back from injury uh, the 7th of January, there's a couple weeks there where you could tell he, he never was wind. He didn't look like Steph. He's back. I mean, did he – everything looked so easy for him, and every time they needed something, he's like, I got it. I just ridiculous shots, passes. I mean, it's – the game feels too easy for him sometimes. Yeah, supreme aggressiveness right off the bat. I think that's usually the – if you only say a couple things that have been not so great about Steph these last, what, three years, four years, it's that sometimes he doesn't come out super aggressive. He lets the game kind of come to him. and. Let's other teams kind of uh, guard him, make it easier to guard him. But tonight, nah, dude. Uh, you're right. The last, actually, the last few games, same thing, where the Warriors are kind of in this mini win streak. Steph is just basically saying, instead of trying to bring us back when we're down 10 at halftime, why don't we just do that, flip that, do that in the first quarter and just, just kind of take over and make the game e- easy for everyone else. Dude, I didn't know he even had 18 points at halftime on eight shots. I it, was it was so was in the flow, right? Yeah, it was yeah. cool. I thought he had like 10. Uh, he had 18, and then he closes the game. He has 38, uh, and I'm just sitting here like, damn. I mean, he hit every big shot. He did say one quote, which I thought was pretty funny at the end when they asked him about Wilt passing mode. He said, I'm getting old. It's going to be 35. <laughs> dude, he's going to be 35 in a month, man. It's crazy. It is, dude, he's turning 35 in six weeks. I don't, I don't even want to go there. But, yeah, I mean, he's going to own every relevant Warriors record before he retires. I mean, he already is half of them. So it's just yeah. like it we're we're entering the phase of Steph's career where every, I don't know, five to ten games, it's like, and Steph is setting a new record for this and that sort of thing. You know, so it, it is what it is. Um to me, it's not that the shot making gets old, because it never gets old, but no. it's just the control he had of the total game. And 
it really did feel like the Warriors are finally serious with yes. the game today where they came out, they were defending from the whistle uh, because this roster is not as deep as previous rosters. They went through a couple stretches where the other team kind of got back into it, but they never lost control of the game. I thought uh, beyond Steph, Clay, and especially Draymond, just peak veteran, controlled the game, did everything they needed to. And I want to give a shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Easily his best game since coming back from injury. Uh, 15 points on 7 of 13 is, um, you know, it's good. It's efficient. Four rebounds, not, you know, the highest number, but I thought he was, he made an impact there. Active. But more importantly, yeah, he was active and his defense was really good. He looked, he looked like the Wiggins who made All Star last year. And, um, yeah, maybe maybe he maybe he just needed a couple of weeks because he was out for an extended period of time and he just did not look like himself when he came back. Not even close to looking like himself. So, um, and it's not it's never health. We we talked about it. It's, it's not about him coming in coming back early because if the Warriors do one thing, they they hold people out. So he's always healthy. Yeah, dude, he's never missed that much time. So he comes back. He's completely in rhythm now. Um, and they need him for these games, not because he's going seven for thirteen. Even though he had a big few buckets there. Uh, in the in the beginning of the fourth, to kind of keep OKC away just enough. Mm-hmm. He had a few big post ups, but it's him being able to guard Sage Shagil. Just Shagil, just thirty one points tonight, ten for ten from the free throw line, but ten for twenty four from the field, and a miserable first half. And not all of that was five, like, five turnovers, by the way, and most turnovers. of those were shooting ones too. Like yep. he, his this is a stats or deceiving game from him because I did not think he played particularly well. He was not. He was not, and the Warriors threw a ton of stuff at him. They had Dante at him. They had Wiggins to start. They had Kaminga, who had some good minutes on him until he started fouling or got called for fouls. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what the Warriors need to lengthen their defensive rotations because they just don't have – they, they, especially in a regular season game, they don't have super, super great defenders. So getting Kaminga back healthy, getting Andrew Wiggins back now allows Draymond and Looney to do kind of what they do do best, which is – Play free safety. Draymond had a huge, huge help side block. Same with Looney down the stretch. So it just gives them more defenders, man. Now they don't have to play a Moses Moody. They don't have to play Jermichael Green, who didn't play tonight. They don't have to play Lamb as much, who only played 11s tonight. So they just take these guys out who can't defend. And mm-hmm. it's, it's simple. It's not, it's not rocket science. They just put more defensive players on, and it's, it's, life is easier. Yeah, I think Steve wanted – to, to get Lamb and Kuminga more minutes, but the Thunder made it tight, and he went for the win. They don't play on Tuesday. They have a back-to-back Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, at minimum, they want to they want to get that Minnesota one on Wednesday because Thursday in Denver on a back-to-back yeah, that's a loss. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Wiseman, just, Moody, Baldwin. There you yeah. go. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Big Jim versus Big Yoke. Let's go. <laughs> um, let, let's talk uh, – Let's talk Draymond real quick here. Yeah. Um, Fitz doing a little campaigning for Draymond to make All Star there. Um, do you think he? Do you think he will? Honestly, like it's not relevant to this game. I'm I'm kind of over caring about All Star. If I'm gonna be honest with you, but it, look, if there's one player I like to see get accolades, it's Draymond because I feel like he gets really underappreciated in terms of like just he's not a score. He the things he does. Don't don't get highlights. He's not, you know, he's not going to be featured on the NBA's TikTok like Shea Gillish Alexander or something. Um, it's kind of, you know, I wasn't really thinking about it. Then I started thinking about it, and it's like, okay, so you're going to get Shea and Ja as backup guards. Um, Lowry probably makes it in the front court. Paul George probably makes it in the front court. Um, who else am I forgetting? Honestly, like Aunt, Aunt Edwards probably makes it. That's five, seven, seven total players have to make it. I do think there's a reasonable chance Draymond, despite how I don't want just just disappointing the Warriors season is, he could make All Star. Yeah, it'd be good for him. It's a contract season, sort of ish. Angel Wiggins is not taking up a spot this season. He wasn't voted as a starter, right? So, so there is a chance. I think the coaches might like Draymond. Um, I think. Uh, it is. It would feel like a lifetime achievement award, uh, sort of. Uh, even though he's not like the Tim Duncan type of guy, Kobe Bryant type, where sure. you're just gonna get the All Star nod until forever, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But it'd be nice to see him get another one. You're oh, right. I, I obviously forgot Kings. Kings got to get at least 
one of Fox or Sabonis in there. Or one or both. Um, yeah. It looks like they're going to win. They've won tonight again. So they win again in Minnesota. So the Kings are like a machine. They just keep winning. And uh, Sabonis is playing through a, a broken thumb or something. I mean, just a monster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they should get they should get one of those guys in, um, if not both. But um, sure Dame, I'm sure Dame will get in there and you know, <laughs> let us know he's not running from the grind. Um, I just, just what a, <laughs> I, I have a shade. By the way, I had an SJA take. Well, let's, let's get to that. But I think one more okay. thing about Draymond. This game and kind of the, yeah, the let's cool get back thing on topic. about <laughs> yeah about the cool thing about this easy dude's playing every game. Fitz yeah. mentioned it too, and tonight he looks super energized. Some games he kind of looks like he's out of it, which kind of can't blame with the way that he has to play and and the size he is at. Um, but I do look at the rest of the NBA. Uh, I'm looking tonight, Jalen Williams, the the non Santa Clara version, uh, and then and then uh, and then a couple of, the, of these big guys. Dude, Draymond's gonna play the five. <laughs> until the rest of his career. And I don't think I, I don't he's not guarding Jokic every night, man. It's not oh, it's, it's it's there's Jokic, there's Embiid. <laughs> um and when now after the 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 oh, Niners, Jesus. The Warriors play Sixers, right? They play once or twice a year, right? If that that Jokic is West, but that's it. So like other than that, like who are the real big bodies that he's banging against? He was already gonna guard AD anyway. So that doesn't change if anything. AD ever is on the court. Sure. So you know he plays him four times a year, but AD's gonna miss two of those. So that's you know, it's like and it's, it's like Aiden's he's a big gonna... guy, but does he does he bang? Like what what are we I just No, it's like the Steven Adams of the world, which like in my opinion were like what you wanted to avoid, Draymond, like all those guys are turning into bench role players anyway. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not a yeah. it's it's not a, a big goons league anymore. Um on the Draymond note, I'm looking at this coming into tonight's game. He's second on the team in minutes. Pretty fucking impressive given how small he is and um you know, age and all those things. Like Jordan Poole's obviously played the most minutes and uh you know, he's young. And it's I should hope he's played the most minutes at this point. Uh, but behind him, it's Draymond. Draymond's been the, the most steady force on this team. And uh, I, I don't really know where they'd be without him. Like, it's one of those things where it's very easy to overlook all the little things he does for the team. Yep. And uh, I it, th- there's a clip that keeps popping up on my timeline. It's very freaking annoying. And it's Draymond with Taylor Rook saying, like, hey, the, she asked him, um, you know, what do you think about being a warrior for the rest of your life, essentially. And he says the writing's on the wall. And I, I watched that and I'm just like, is he just is he just playing games? Because you you watch games like these in every game, because we say it every game. Draymond can't not be a warrior if you want to win basketball games. It's just it's just not they don't they don't have a they dude, don't be have serious. A, yeah, exactly. Serious. It's like if you want to move in a different direction, there's like, I don't know, a half dozen guys in the entire NBA who can probably replace his role for this team. And and you don't have one of them. So like you said. Be serious. He's he's the yin to Steph's yang. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's playing played excellent basketball tonight. Um, yeah, there's just no there's just no bigs that are gonna put him out of the league or make him super ineffective. His defense will translate uh, for the next three four years. Like I don't think he's out anytime soon. Um, By the way, that's why I think that you know I've come a completely around on your side of it. I used to be like they should try to get Jakob Pertl. Now I'm just like, why? You know, like wing, wing or bust because Draymond's a center. What they need is another guy with length. So it's not like Anthony Lamb out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if it's not that, like, I, I don't know that, you know, getting a Mason Plumley does that much for them other than like gets a Looney and Draymond, you know, five minutes of rest here and there. I was going to say, if if that's the case, and we're, we're getting down to the end of the season here, there's only 30 games left. Um, that, that you're you're essentially you're essentially getting Plumlee to sit guys certain games. Like my thing would have been you get him in the beginning of the season, but again, you get to the Wiseman stuff. It, we're not going to do that whole thing, right? Again, so we're already sure. fifty games in, right? We're already fifty games in. So if you're going to get a big, then you're going to sit those guys a couple games. Is it worth doing all that? Um, so I I'm with you. Now it's like, can you supplement? Because it's a nine man rotation tonight with everyone healthy. Um. Andre out. It's a nine-man rotation, but Lamb's got eleven of those minutes. I love how you say Andre out like it was a question. <laughs> I just, just letting you know, you know, that Andre, Andre's hurt again. Uh, but that's eight guys. That's eight guys, eight and a half ish guys. And uh, can you get another guy that can play? Whether that be 
Alex Caruso or something, you know, who my, who's my favorite play. We got nine days until the trade deadline? Nine days now? All right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, we are getting there. Four more shows until then, so we'll get there. And then we'll do an emergency show when the Warriors do whatever they're going to do. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk Jordan Poole real quick. I feel like we, uh, yep. it, you know, it's roller coaster is the best way to describe him at this point. Like, I, I'm getting pretty fed up on some things, but it's Ooh. just, just kind of who he is, wow. too. Like, is it is like it, what? What stuff? <sighs> Turnovers, yeah. missed defensive rotation, just kind of like mm-hmm. it, it felt like the Warriors were in a groove and Jordan Poole does some stuff and it's just. It's it's you, you give and you take with him, right? That's that's just kind of how it goes. You sound more frustrated than I am. Um, I thought he played a <laughs> thought he played a good game today, even though he went four for twelve from the field and missed mm-hmm. free throws. Super weird, but um, I thought he was trying really hard on defense to start. The thing about when you go with that three guard lineup, Jordan, and I think they, they've told him this. Not I think they definitely have because he's really trying on defense. It's, dude, you have to either score 30 points on offense or you have to actually try on defense and, and fit in. Because I do think on offense, it's a little clunky with him and Clay, um, with especially with how good Clay's looked. But I do think Poole's trying harder on defense. I will say that shot that he took on the baseline in transition, the Warriors are, I think, up four. Yeah, up four with maybe three minutes to go, something like that. And he had just missed an, a, a, a three. And Steph gets him the ball. Shout out to Steph, who trusts him. God bless him. Uh, shoots a three from the corner with like 22 seconds on the on the shot clock. Nails it. I I looked him. I looked at Risa, and I was just like, I hate that shot. But <laughs> if he's not going to shoot it, why is he not out there for that yeah. shot? Same with Clay Thompson. If you're not going to shoot that shot, go home. Right? Then what's the point? Because it's not like you're playing defense. So, I don't know, Sam. I was encouraged as long as he doesn't close that's my thing he played 31 minutes tonight didn't close they closed with uh with Wiggins. second game second game in a row mm-hmm. by the way steve's not close with yep. him and right choice right choice i can't get mad at him because it's they can't it's not their best defensive lineup and closing i kind of feel like you ride steph clay in defense like it just yes, you go correct. with it if steph if correct. steph's not gonna hit shots down the stretch and that's why you lose a game so be it but I hate losing games because of defense. And um, I think I, I think the Boston one was really what set it off. Is probably um, yeah. It is what it, it was just 
you can't – it's just a missed defensive rotation on Jalen Brown. He hits a three. You go to OT. Like, that shit just can't happen. That is literally winner. And Dante's not huge, but he plays a lot bigger than Poole. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, you – look – Steve has a quote every game where he's like begging for a little more size. And I really think it's just like, just give me another wing. I can play out there. You know, like you guys want Kuminga to be that guy, but that's unrealistic given where he is developmentally to be a closing lineup guy. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, I think Kuminga is super talented. He's going to have a big part of uh, this team's future and he's playing important minutes for this team. But I don't know if he's a closing lineup guy in the next three months. Like, that's kind of unrealistic given. If if they wanted him to be that guy, he should have been playing 25, 30 minutes a game every game. Yeah. That's what it should have been. We got a super chat from Awesome. Kind of piggybacks off this. Rui set the market, and it's scraps for scraps. If Jay goes to the Bucks package, Warriors have no excuse. Not uh, hearing GS7 talk. He means Jay Crowder. Crowder is Crowder. nuts. So the the rumored offer that the Bucks put forward, it literally was just kind of you know, a poo-poo platter of stuff Correct. no one wants. George Hill, Serge yep. Ibaka, David Nuara. It's just kind of like not a fan of Nuara. Shooter. Can shoot a little bit. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> uh, I do feel like that's probably what they're getting because guess what? When a player holds out and he doesn't have a contract. You can't be demanding first round picks left and right, you know? Um, and you so also do, benched them. It's not even good. You benched them. The, the whole thing is, I, I do wonder. We were discussing this and we'll discuss it. It's like we, we got 11 days to trade deadline 10 if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Um, I wonder if a lot of these prices come down uh, the last two, three days. It feels like everyone's still trying to find a sucker right now, you know? You think the Lakers were suckers with that offer? Because they got that happened early. Mm, no, not really. I, I don't. I mean, it's they're second round picks. I don't really know. I don't. I don't. That that's that's just a weird trade to me. Honestly, I'm not even sure Rui's good. Like you, like you I, always say. Yep. <laughs> I'm just intrigued. I'm just intrigued by the tools. Somebody uh, said the Lakers maybe promised him a, a contract or something, restricted free agency of some some type of value. That so would make sense. That would make so, sense. Something Weird. like that. Yeah. Warriors definitely wouldn't do that. It's interesting. I mean, it, it's interesting. But I mean, back to, back to the Warriors. Um, what? I, before we get to anyone, I want to say this: that this feels like a team that is coming together at the right time. That's what it feels like. Thirty-eight, Steph. Twenty-eight from Clay. But beyond all that shit, they came out there pretty much with a set agenda to show up <laughs> felt like kind of they were at home in OKC <laughs> classic at home uh, and said mm-hmm. how many times was this the fourth time counting on my third fourth time this season where you and I have said this is the stretch this is the stretch and I'm sure we'll say it again but I do think the Warriors for the first time this season are playing like this is the stretch that's going to put them over the hump this is they're going to play Minnesota and now that's another guy that they can distance himself moving forward teams are losing left and right in the Western Conference every single night. And uh, I think that the Warriors know that this is, if not now, then you're going to really have to race against time in the end of the season. So now, now, now is where you have to go 7-3. and three, And you've got to schedule up now. I think I texted you about this over the weekend, but it was kind of like when they won that Raptors game, they have nine games, eight now, uh, before the before the All-Star break. And I was looking at them like, they really need to go 6-3, and three, really 7-3 and three to close it out. So they got one, and if you look at the rest of it, it's like Wolves kind of need that one. Got to be a win. Denver in yeah. Denver on a back-to-back, Fine. that's a loss. Fine. Come home and play the Mavericks. Okay, Luka's tough, but it's Three days rest, dude. Three days rest. Got to be a win. Two days. You got to win oh, that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> two days. Wow. OKC is coming to chase. That's got to be a win. Yep. Um, Dame's coming with Portland. That's got to be a win. Yep. Lakers on a Saturday night, that's got to be a win. Yep. Wizards, it's got to be a win. Um, and then back-to-back with the Clippers in L.A., okay. I could see that being a rough one to close out the All-Star break. But oh, what I'm getting at here is we got we got seven games left here. There's two games here in which I would say maybe they're not favored. You know, like Denver back-to-back and Clippers back-to-back feel like games where the other team should have a serious advantage. Um, 
And honestly, yeah, if they do that, if they if they go five and two, which mixed with the other ones would be six, you know, six two seven two. They, if they close out like that, they're probably up to the four or five seed, given the way the West is going right now. Uh, it's a sneaky, really important stretch for this team. Um, these are these are games that they should have for the most part, and they are, like you said, they're gelling at the right time. They they are doing two things that they haven't done all season. Number one is come out and take the game serious. <laughs> they go up by fifteen, mm-hmm. and dude, it's it's so hard to come back. In the NBA, it's easier than ever to come back from 15, but you still have to come back from 15 and exert that energy, especially if you're getting outplayed the first quarter. Warriors doing that first time I've seen all season. Second piece is the easiest part. Close with the best lineup that you have. Your best players are better than their best players. Just close. And they haven't done that as much this season. They're doing that tonight. Like, from now on out, I, I watch – I'm looking at Draymond, Looney, Wiggins, Steph, and Clay tonight at the last five minutes. I'm just like, they're not losing the game, dude. They're not losing. Love me some Josh Giddy, but he's hitting fadeaway 18 footers, man. They are not losing this game. Dude. I do th- I do feel like that sums up the, the early season frustration. It's one thing to lose in Milwaukee to a healthy Giannis and that whole thing. It's another thing to lose games to like the Bulls. And those were just like unserious efforts. And that's what drove us insane, yeah. right? Like it was like, I. I want to be discussing them in context of the best teams and really analyzing if they have enough. I don't want to be discussing about like if they're going to show up against the Wizards, you know, like that's and and that's kind of what the early season was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I say we get to the callers. I'd say we get to the goons. Appreciate, appreciate the goons who are in here. We will be giving away Pacific Catch gift card to best call. Let's start with Daniel. Hey, guys. I think Daniel. What's up, man? Not much. How are you doing? Good. What you got for us? So, yeah, I'm in my first month as a freshly minted goon, so this feels momentous right now. <laughs> nice. Um, Love it. But uh, I don't know if you caught this. And I actually called, jumped the gun on the voicemail um, before I saw you guys were doing this. Um, I don't know how soon they're going to nominate Fitz for the Emmy for how well he differentiated between the Jalen Williams tonight. <laughs> um, between Santa Clara and oh – uh, Hell, Arkansas, you know, it's going to be seared into our memory for forever. So, um, but on more serious note, you're talking about the closing lineups <laughs> with the best players. Right. And there's just a moment where it almost feels like the pace of the game turns and it immediately feels stressful to have Jordan Poole in the game. And it's not all bad. And I think you guys covered this really well. He's trying on defense. He's going after loose balls. And he's making shots. Um, but the slip and slide, hezzy dribble, fall over, or, you know, like the hook pass and you're not Steph Curry, it's tough. It's tough. So I was just thinking, like, is there a way you can almost set policy of, like, no pool under six minutes in the fourth quarter until he's, like, on an absolute burner? So that was mostly what I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts about. Um, also, the Warriors are a positive plus minus differential on the year after tonight they did they've been, how are they they've been at like minus like one or half wow there you go also covered the spread what a call so yeah i appreciate you guys thanks daniel appreciate the call by the way we didn't we so it's kind of a joke but i do agree with him fitz fitz is at his best with things like the double jalen situation just 
this is Olympic fits. Just letting everyone know he can differentiate. He's like Arkansas Jalen, Santa Clara. <laughs> and with the speed that he's doing it. And, and here's yeah. the thing. He's doing it without laughing, smiling. Mm-hmm. He's doing it like it's part of his name. Like it's part of the yeah. actual call. And it's just seamless. I, it's kind of annoying. But just the fact that he can do it is mm-hmm. just, God, the guy is. And then while he's doing that, he's also running Draymond for all-star propaganda. That is just art, man. He is built for this stuff. Fitz knows that people are, different. are locked into the Warriors now. He knows that everyone's you know, everyone in the Bay is locked into the Warriors for the next few months. He needs to put on a show. Fitz built different. <laughs> uh, is he him? <laughs> Fitz, Fitz, Fitz definitely has the dog. Fitz definitely has the uh, Jordan Poole also has a dog, but to to Daniel's point, he uh, he might think he has too many dogs. Like he's a guy that thinks he's like five dogs, and he might just have one uh, in in his chest. But uh, yeah, Jordan Jordan under six minutes. I like that rule because um, you need to play defense, and I do think that at the end of games, it's just give it to Steph anyway. It's just give it to Steph. I feel like Kerr gave it a long time with Poole and kind of had no choice too with Wiggins kind of had no choice. Yeah. It's just, we're, we're entering the part of the season where it's like, sorry about your feelings. You know, like I just got to go with my best things. Like every day we get someone's thoughts on the Wiseman situation. It's the same, you know, it's, well, it's not the same because Poole plays 30 minutes a game. So he's still objectively helping the team, but it's just kind of like, you know what? Like, I know everyone wants to play and I know everyone wants this fairy tale where the kids take over for the old guys, but they're not good enough. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what it comes down to with pool. Like you want him to take a step, but it just hasn't happened yet. And at a certain point, you just kind of got to go with your guys who, you know, can get it done. Let's get to Francisco, Francisco, my man, how you doing? Hi, good night. Well, just first coming right over from the playback, we had a great game with McWalter and Ty. Nice. Hey, people People that are here on YouTube should go there every game. We're having Agreed. some great nights. Nice. Uh, but just trying to, just calling a great game, okay? But we had some minutes, some Kaminga Wiggins minutes. Just wanted to have your opinion on them. Uh, the start of the, I think the the start of the second quarter, some great D, but no offense. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but uh, I think it goes in line with what you said. Well, pool pool should be the 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 engine for that lineup, but it didn't get much. But some great D, and I just wanted to get your opinion since we're starting to get those minutes, those Kaminga Wiggins minutes. But I think my opinion is some. I I hope. Wiggins just doesn't stand on the three-point line in those kind of lineups with Kaminga because both of them can do most of the same stuff on the floor. Okay, so have a good night. Hope to hear from you. He Appreciate it, Francisco. Dude, he yeah. brought up one thing that I was thinking about all night. I, I, I love that call because, um, dude, Kaminga and Wiggins, when I, when I saw them together and when I saw the Warriors not score, but I also saw them – not let the Thunder score, that gave me flashbacks of 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's exactly what it gave me. Because Andre, Sean, West, all those guys would come in and they would not score for five minutes. It was a grind. Yeah. (laughs) Six to four for five minutes. But who cares? Right? Right? Who who cares as long as as you play defense, as long as the plus minus is not like plus 10. As long as the plus minus isn't minus 10, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. And I think that's what those two guys allow you to do. Dante, Draymond, Poole, right? It's just enough offense. So I liked it. I loved it, actually. <laughs> Didn't think I'd miss those days. And so they ran some split cuts for, for Kuminga, too. And I actually thought he was pretty good at them, if I'm going to be honest with you. Like, they, they, they had him be the ball handler, and you throw it into him. Had, like, Steph, Poole, um, Clay running off them. Um, and he actually got some offense out of it because like OKC did a good job of covering the, uh, the guys moving off of him, the shooters, everything. And he was able to turn around and make some baskets there, which is something that like, you know, Draymond and Looney are never going to do out of that. Obviously they're better passers, but like they're never going to do that. So uh, it's interesting. Um, I do think that there's some potential there with Kuminga as like a post scoring option for them because he's, uh, 
he's showing that he can potentially be a good enough passer to make the read, but he's an absolute, like, he's huge. You know, he's like a physical freak down there, and he could push his way through and get some buckets that way. I mean, so. that's, they have, that's just, they want him to be Andrew Wiggins is what they want him to be. I mean, it's literally just, mm-hmm. you can be a lockdown defensive player. Your athleticism is, is second to none. You got the little post-up game, which is what Wiggins did tonight. And when you figure the three out, which obviously Wiggins, Wiggins has, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be a freaking two-way monster, man. That That's it. For sure. For sure. Um, should we get to the voicemails? Let's roll. I think it's time to get to the voicemails. Tim, let's start with the uh, let's start with the OKC one first. I'm just calling to say this was a great win. This OKC team is tough. There are a bunch of kids who are all dogs, it seems like, because they will not give up. But we held it together. We come away with the win. And I'm so proud of the team collectively. You guys have a great show tonight. This is Karima calling from New York. Bye. Karima, it's been a minute since uh, since you called in. Appreciate it. It did feel like, man, they need to just, they need to start stacking wins together. And it felt like, I'll put it this way. Two months ago, they lose this game. Two months ago, after the win against Toronto, nice loss. And you and I are just fucking angry online, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> Tonight they decided to lock in, take care of business. It got a little tight. That's the, that's the best part. It got tight, and you know, they locked it on defense, and Steph carried the, carried it home. So, um, it does feel like maybe they're entering a little stretch here. And and if we waited long enough for it, man, we've waited long enough. Yeah, that's for them to go on a run this season. I, they're fifty damn games in. They waited. I'm telling you, they waited till till we had nothing else to watch, and now we are. We are locked in with the Warriors. Oh, yes. Yeah. They literally waited for football season to end in the Bay. Is that, is that, is that our transition right there? Um, they waited, they waited for the Niner season to end to officially start playing basketball. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's better than them still not playing basketball. So, <laughs> oh man, that is, uh, that was, you know, the sad part about these things is that you wish that the team that you root for when they lose, like you watch the Bengals, they lose, and you're just like, man, I felt like that was everything, right? Everyone's healthy. Everyone's getting after it. Uh, kid makes a mistake, rough in, the, rough in the passer, which was kind of BS, and they lose the game. But that's all you've got. Uh, the Niners felt like it was unfair. But anyway, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, we're going to get to that later. <laughs> I got some thoughts, too, and I agree with you. What are you thinking? Uh, let me get it on an SGA one real quick um, okay. while I'm watching the game. And and Giddy, because I have some takes on those two guys. Interesting. I don't watch too many OKC games. It's the one team I don't watch as much this season. Um, number one, Giddy was – he probably needs the ball in his hands maybe a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Super smart player, but um, not, not too impressed today. Um, but the SGA one is killing me because he looks like – I mean, he had 31 today, and it seemed effortless. Um I think the anointing of him as like a superstar player is coming. People wanted him to be a starter in the all-star team, which I think is interesting, but I'm watching him play Sam and I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned because there is a lot of, there's a lot of ah, ah, jump into someone. Oh, you need a foul call. You know, there's a lot of running into people trying to get a foul call. And I know I've said this before, but look, if that's what you want to do and you just want to be like a Damian Lillard, who's just like a really cool regular season player and, and in the playoffs, he has some big moments, but he's never going to win anything more than that. Like, that's cool. Same with James Harden. But, dude, you cannot play basketball like that consistently. You cannot. Actually, you pull, you pull this up and Joel Embiid's another one of these who has, who has no postseason success because he's that type of player. It's just, oh, I'm, I'm uh, drop out. Free throw. That's uh, all he wants to do. It's all he wants to do. And that stuff is not going to work. When the I'm anti-Philly right now, so I'm with you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like look. I like Shea's game. He's really smooth, and the mid-range game is nice. But you could see tonight was an example. Push comes to shove, he's looking for the the bailout. You, you know, cannot do that. And you're gonna get that in most of the regular season. But it's like when you play against the better teams in the playoffs, you can see that that's not gonna be there. You know, James Harden. 
how many years was he the greatest offensive player of all time only to look like mediocre in the playoffs? You, know? you watch him tonight, by the way. He's so fat now. They lose all that. Oh, he's, he's, he, I honestly, I meant to text you, but when he started tweeting Niners stuff midweek, I should have no! been like, bad, bad sign, bad sign. Not, not good. Not good. Uh, I know. I that might have that might be the first time Philly liked him because they get to troll him for that. So, Tim, I th- I know we got a couple voicemails left yesterday from after that Niners game. Let's uh let's play them. We promised the listeners um, some therapy here, little little vigil. Uh, we we did Warrior stuff for the beginning, so those of you who don't want to listen can can drop off now. But I just called the lift home after the Niners went into the fourth quarter because I couldn't even stand watching the rest of the game. And I have a story that sums up the, what it's like to be a barrier sports fan in 2023. I was at the bar watching the Niners game with some friends. First half, I step out of the bathroom. And as soon as I take a step out into the hallway, because I stepped out, there was a guy walking by at the exact moment that I opened the door and then a girl walking by and the two collided and they spilled beers all over. (laughs) It was a fucking fluke, crazy thing. And that's how I feel like it's like to be a fucking sports fan in the Bay area right now. There's Jermichael green doesn't know how to run, operate in a motion offense. You have James Wiseman who just, the guy just was, you know, born on the wrong side of the earth. I don't know how to explain <laughs> him as a person. And then you have the Niners, who Kyle Shanahan freezes up and screws up every possible big moment. I mean, can you? Can, there should be a list of Kyle Shanahan leading his team right up to the finish line and then collapsing right as it's as it's necessary to just fucking take one more step. And finish strong, and the guy can't do it. And I'm pissed, and I don't even care if you play this, play this on the pod. But this has just been a shitty year. I'm sorry. Hearts out to the fucking goons. (laughs) By the way, shout out to the nine two five for that call. You know, you know, you're with me. It has been a shitty year. January first through the thirtieth. It's been a long year, my friend. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That was so. Everyone who listens to this knows I'm, I didn't grow up a Niners fan. I have not been that salty about a game probably since like 2016 Warriors, honestly. Like, uh, it was, I think you said it, and I'm going to turn the mic over to you, but. It's one thing to get beat. It's another thing to feel like there was never a fucking game played. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of the I was just like, oh, great. He, as we know now, tears his elbow. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, and then the Indomitian Sue. It's just, I don't know, man. I thought Kyle Shanahan was literally going to do what he always wanted to do, which was like actually go in there and play quarterback himself at one point. He didn't have another choice. I said that. I said that. I was like, get, get Kyle in the game. Kyle wants Kyle in the game. Uh, that was not the worst Niners loss I've ever seen. Um, I've seen two other worst ones because they were Super Bowls, so those were worst losses. But you right on point. We wasted three hours. <laughs> Every single football fan, not just you, not just I. There were Dallas Cowboys fans out there. There were Seahawks fans out there that sat in front of their TV sat Sunday afternoon, beer in hand, and said, we're locked in. This is going to be a great football game. And some of them were saying, fuck the Niners. Some of them were saying, you know, screw the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like, they were they wanted to see a great game, which is what we got in Cincinnati uh, in Kansas City. It got a great game. You go in, and the, here's the thing about the Niners, too, and you cover this, you watch it as much as me, is that third quarterback, the the type of stuff that they've been through the last four or five years with Kyle at, at, at head coach, we've never seen anything like it. It felt, I didn't feel like they were a team of destiny. I do think like if they had won the game, they play Kansas City, they lose, right? Like I, my thing is if they had played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, Mahomes got salty, they lose anyway. But it felt like you deserved and very rarely in sports do you say shit is unfair. But that was unfair, Sam. That was unfair. 
that the Niners didn't get a shot, didn't get a shot to go out there and lose to the Eagles because they may have lost anyway. Brock Purdy might have gotten sacked eight times because it looked like they were going to get sacked eight times. Jalen Hurts might have, you know, he might have figured it out against Niners defense if at some point. Maybe Philly wins 28-21 anyway. But, dude, let me watch them lose. Let me watch them lose. Instead, we all sat there for three hours, and we watched. I felt like I was watching a high school football game. Like, it was Did a you, joke. I didn't tell you this. This is the first football game I've watched at a sports bar since my son was born oh. over a year ago. Oh. I went with, with friends. I was, like, super hyped. You know, relive the glory days a little bit. Um, just generally be social. And (laughs) it was just the whole way through. I was just like, really? Really? I wasted all that time for this? Just like, all right, I guess I'll have another (laughs) beer. Uh, Yeah, it's just like (laughs) sitting on the couch, like kind of hung over at 3.30 in the afternoon with like a one-year-old who wants me to play with him. And I'm just like, Oh, it just, it just, it hurt a lot. It was, it was not a fun way. I felt, um, I felt like I really got screwed. And by the way, I want to say this. I don't think I've ever disliked a team the way the Eagles acted. Dude, I, I've never Trent. I wish Trent Williams threw like four players. I'm going to be honest with you. It reminded me of, when the Warriors beat the Spurs and Zaza injured Kawhi. Mm. And, you know, I don't think it was on purpose. Just like I don't think anything the Eagles no, did was on no, purpose. No. But everyone on the Spurs side was butthurt, right? And the, what, what, did the, what did the Warriors do? They just went about their business and took care of the series. I don't remember Steph dancing on everyone and Katie dancing on everyone. They knew, they knew the series was over. Yeah. They knew they had a wand. They knew they got a little... I don't want to even say lucky, but they knew that like any sort of challenge was gone from that point forward. And just like watching a team like celebrate when they know the other team has a running back, a quarterback, like, come on, dude, that's clown behavior, you know? Yeah. Like just take your W and go. Yeah. I I guess I was too frustrated with the just life as a Niners mm-hmm. fan to, to realize that. Um, I do think, watching that team too you could see philly was they were clenching they were clenching like cmc ran that guy (laughs) over like you can feel in that place it was gonna get weird and i do think that that niners offense i know that they didn't get as much pressure as they wanted but i tell you the one thing i said before the game that the niners defense could figure out is they're gonna make jalen hurts play quarterback and he's gonna struggle and he's gonna struggle and he did but the defense had to be on the field for 80% 80% of the games. I don't know what he yeah. is, what he is, what are you supposed to do? And, and so, um, um, so maybe they're front runners, you know what I mean? Maybe they're front runners. That's, that's, um, if, if it that's was pure front running behavior and whatever, they get to go to the Super Bowl. They get to, they get to talk their thing, but it just, it, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is going to take care of that. See, I've got, I've got, that's the one thing, Sam, I, I, I watch one leg, game. one leg, just going to destroy him on one leg. I it hope so. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's that great. He's 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 the football version of Steph Curry. There's nothing he can't do on the football field. He can even draw BS from in the passer <laughs> house to get him to the Super Bowl. But uh, I don't know. I'll be watching, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. We got the uh, we got the goat coming in, and we're gonna leave it after here. McWalters, my man. How you doing? Yo, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Missed you on the playback, but it's all it's all good. We, I, you know, Ty, myself, our our good Portuguese friend there, we held down the house, so it's all it's all good. What a game! What a game, my man! What a game! You know, personally, I hate Oklahoma, so I am very <laughs> glad when we put a smackdown on that putrid franchise. So yes, absolutely. And get, I hear all this talk today. Giddy's this, Giddy's that. Giddy didn't show me squat today. You know, he has these leaning floaters. Whatever. Couldn't guard a soul out there. His raptor arms couldn't provide any defense. You know, I'm I'm not buying it. Give me give me the defensive potential of Kaminga any day over that fool. Um, it's something you can't replicate easily to get an Igadala type defender. He's not there yet. He's showing baby steps. 
but those baby steps are very promising. And if it can get there, that's a very key piece that you can't find easily in the league, especially one that can finish um, and at least draw fouls at the hoop. And I'm very, very happy about that. It was kind of a bummer that he didn't play more, got a little ticky-tacky in the fouls, but he did a great job in the first half on, on SGA. So I, I thought it overall was a great game. Loved it. I'm stoked. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you, Andy and I were talking about this earlier. Do you feel like a run is coming? Because two months ago, they win that Toronto game, and then <laughs> they lose at Oklahoma, and we're really pissed off. This they, they feel like they're deciding to get a little serious now. It does. It does feel like they're starting to get a little serious. And then you see them tricking away today's lead. And you're like, I don't know. Shit might be creeping back again. And might, that might just be how the season is. I said before this game that I thought we could go seven and two in the next nine. And people are calling me nuts. But I think it's there. I think it's right there for the taking. If we're a serious team for the playoffs and our serious run's going to happen, six and three, seven and two has to happen. So we've already checked off one off that list. We got to check off six more. Right? I see us maybe losing that Denver game and then maybe just pick any of the other ones. I, I feel like all of the rest of them are winnable. That Denver one seems like it's a bit of a trap. But, you know, other than that, I think I think we've got a really good shot as long as, you know, injuries and stuff hold up. Agreed. Pastor John, appreciate you. I think we should end it on that. I think it's time. We'll be back. Appreciate everyone. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.